Hello and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lenu. And this week, we want to suck your blood. He doesn't ever say that, you guys. Uh, we watch 1931's Dracula. Nor does he go, bleh, bleh, bleh. No, does no do he doesn't do any of that. Uh, and we're going to talk about it. But before we talk about Bella Lugosi and mm. all things Spark Notes, how was your week? I had a lovely week. Um, well, the week was a work week, and it had its complications and its trials, but I had a very lovely weekend, because I went with you yep. and our other roommate we did a treat. to historical Casa Adobe. In Pet- Petaluma. In Petaluma, which is the the adobe house that belonged to um, General Vallejo. Vallejo. Uh, is that Vallejo, what Vallejo is named after? I believe so, yeah. The city yeah. of Vallejo? That makes sense. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not like General Novato. Um, that uh, it was really fun. It was a nice day for it. It was really lovely. We got to visit there in this historical fortress, which was really not a fortress. It was, I mean, we've been to a fortress. We went to Fort Point. Yes. But this was a rancho. And yep. it was very much what... It smells like corn in the sun. Yes, it does. We got to learn about lace making. Right. And I correctly identified a millstone. You did? hmm And we saw all the rooms where the civilized Indians that worked on the, the ranchos... That these signs need to be... They're, they're, I understand that it's kind of like what we talked about in Without Works. Like, well, when they're putting together... The New Testament, St. Paul was there at the time. He knew all the right people. He he had all these sort of stories about the meeting the apostles, so he gets included a lot. And I f- had a funny feeling that when we're looking at the plaques in each mm. room that we were mm. there. There was a bunch of repeat quotes. I feel right. like there were nine people that right. they talked to, and they they basically said four things apiece, and then they took all those quotes and put them in different rooms across accordingly because we there were duplicate quotes on some of those plaques y'all mm. read the plaques Roman Mars says read the plaques you should read the plaques I read the plaques all the time all the time it is and even in the bad light uh, because it is at one point his uh, the Meyer Domo Meyer Domo Major Domo's room you walk out of it into the light into like daylight it's yeah. almost blinding it's yeah. like a cave at mm-hmm. times and it's preserved in such a way that you're seeing the cracks in the walls yeah you're seeing um, some of the original furniture, as a matter of fact. Yes, and things. they say. We don't know. Yeah. It could be a lie. And, and there's rooms there for, <laughs> for scraping uh, the hides clean. The hides clean and a big stack of hides. And they they're used to make saddles. Sa- a saddlery. Right. And um, there's a loom. There's a loom and uh, spinning wheels. Right. And there were two big ovens that looked like eggs outside because all of their cooking was done outside of the house. Why? Fire makes smoke. Smoke makes your bedroom not a great place to right. be. So you cook in a separate house, basically, or outside entirely. It but was cool. Yeah, the, the, the part of the disappointment with the plaques was that it was, it, they were quotes from contemporaries. So they had the contemporary attitudes. Yeah. And so they're all about the, the, the uh, tame Indians and the civilized Indians. Yeah. As opposed to the wild Indians. I'm like, oh, God, yeah, right. The, the, those were probably my people, the wild ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, Apache. But um, 
But we went there, and it was really lovely. It was a really lovely experience. I recommend anybody in the state to go there. The other signage was mm-hmm. also things like, don't touch the prickly pears, because oh, the God. prickly pears are prickly. So, you know, that's there was who they're a, talking to. There's a, right, exactly. <laughs> what does this do? There's a, a wonderful, because you walk from the parking lot around this sort of round walkway that turns around almost in like a semicircle or a spiral almost. Mm-hmm. Until you reach the house. Yeah, it's up a little hill, not too, right. ex, not too. Uh, and it doesn't. It's not a huge exertion. No, no. But all along the way is lined with these beautiful cactus that are bursting into flowers, and they have prickly. Yeah, pears. it's a really good time to see because the the cactus flowers are blooming, mm-hmm. so you can see the pretty peach and the and the yellow of the cactus flowers. But then also, then they turn into un pear, un right. prickly pear. But you know what's a what a prickly pear is? It's uh, prickly. It's not a no, <laughs> it's not a pear. Pears are soft. It's a cactus fruit. Right. It is the fruit of a cactus, and as such it is covered in cactus spines. Right. So Don't yeah. touch the prickly pears, the prickly. <laughs> we went there for like we didn't realize it was a special occasion. We just no. spontaneously decided to go. And then we um we went from there to General Vallejo's house, which yep. was in Sonoma. Yep, which was sent flat-packed from back east, and part of it was a Swiss chalet shipped brick by brick from Switzerland. Right, and it was all which assembled. Is weird, because he right. relished in his home not have looking Spanish, right. even though he was Yes, because apparently everyone's house looked the same, was the idea. And so he just sort of felt that he wanted something to stand out. I guess so, yeah. And he was a Spanish Mm -hmm. general who was positioned there to uh, ward off the Russians. Because you know what there wasn't out here? Americans. (laughs) Little did he know, you know, the danger was not going to come from Russia. Yes. Um, Which is one of the few times you can say that. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, The... The house is really lovely. It's a Victorian house, aside from the actual brick house. Yeah. It's a lovely Victorian house. Mm-hmm. The rooms are reconstructed from donated furniture that's appropriate to the age. And, uh, and a lot of it was right. bought when his daughter sold the estate to the state of California. Yeah. And there's a little uh, walkway up to a reservoir on the top of the hill, which is now used to apparently house turtles. Turtles. Many large turtles. Pups. Yes, they were the right. same as our turtles, but much bigger. Right, so that was kind of fun. And also what I believe to be polywogs. Yes, they might I have been I do not think that they, they were fish. fish. I think they were baby frogs. They but could have been. But I me, don't know. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> I, they were never close to the surface long enough for me to actually see what they were, because I've they kept were polywogs clear. before. They were clear fish. Yes, with little black pieces in them, like seeds. <laughs> I don't know. That's how I describe them to you. And then at the end of the day, we went to Seared, which is... Uh, a steakhouse in Petaluma, and it was yum. Oh, yes. And yeah. the beverages were delicious. The beverages all had really fun names. You had one called Rum Forest Rum. Oh, yes. It was served in like a tiki jar. <laughs> blue tiki glass, like right. a blue ceramic it was tiki fun. glass, yeah. So I felt very much at home. It's like, oh, okay. You love a tiki drink. It's I like love your a tiki favorite drink. thing. <laughs> is it a dessert? Is it alcohol? What is it? If it's it got matter? banana liqueur in it, it's dessert. Well, banana liqueur, and it wasn't overwhelming. I'm sorry, I'm going on about the drink. 
How was your week? It was fine. Excuse me. It was fine. Um, I've been very busy. I'm finishing up a couple of projects for works mm-hmm. because I'm going out of town next weekend. Right. And uh, so I'm finishing up some projects. I, I've been working today. And uh, I think I'm finished with one task, but I have two more tasks to go between now and Wednesday. Today is Monday. <laughs> so... So that's good. And then I'm out of town visiting a friend next weekend. Yes. Yep. Tell them I said hello. I will do that. But in the meantime, do you want to talk about Yes. I'm not, I'm not sure how to discuss it. I, 1931. I, I feel like... Let's start with this. What? Have you ever seen this movie before? I have seen it once before a long time ago. A long, like what? Like how long ago? Like before when you were little? Alex was little? born? Okay. But you are like an adult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like last time when we did Dorian Gray, I kept going, I had just finished reading the book, yeah. so I kept referencing the book, and was like, well, there's just so many differences, because this isn't based on the book, it's based on a play. Yeah. But um, I don't want, yeah, I don't want to compare this to the... Because we could go on all night the, going, they changed the everything around. And I have never read the book. Mm-hmm. I have entertained the thought of reading the book for approximately six and a half minutes. Right. And in that time, I read two pages of that book, and I went, mm, It's epistolary. It is, which so, is not a thing that I don't like. Right. It is. It just was not. It did not grab my attention. And part of that, I think, is because I've seen enough of adaptations of the story, mm-hmm. or I know um, just through cultural osmosis enough adaptations of the story that I'm like, when do you get to the good part? But get to the good part, though. But so my fundamental understanding of the story structure of Dracula c- comes from a Keanu Reeves movie. I'm sorry, everybody, well, but there the we Francis are. Francis Ford Coppola movie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and so when we started, I presumed that the, the man upon whom we start was one John Harker. Mm-hmm. And that is how he is referred to in the credits of this. John, not Jonathan. Um, but it wasn't. It was Renfield. Yes. Uh, who was making, and I don't remember the Renfield story from the other one, so I don't remember his, his. Uh, By the, the time you see Renfield in the Coppola version, which in many ways is one of the closer adaptations right. of the story, um, it's, uh, he's already, he's played by Tom Waits, and he's in a straight jacket in his cell. Okay, so, so we don't know what he has done for right. um, Dracula, that. which I, I like this, actually. Mm-hmm. So first we need to start with the fact that I have trouble with movies set in this time period. All right. Not because, ew, it's black and white. Eh. Because the actors that they put in these movies, combined with the pancake makeup and the lighting that they use in these movies, makes every single Caucasian presenting man in these movies look identical to me. Right. I, I have a lot of trouble telling which character is which. And I'll tell so, you why that's nothing to be embarrassed okay. about. Think about the actors from the 30s to 40s onwards mm-hmm. to like the real and when color really became, became a... Um, a mainstay? Yes. Think about people like Cary Grant or John Wayne. They looked different. Yeah. These were actors who looked different from the... Because when we watched last week, we were watching Herd Hatfield and we are watching yeah. young Peter Lawford. These 
guys all kind of become kind of one look, guy. They kind of right. yes. They ha- there's a look of you're a person that a studio would hire to be an actor. Right. And you look like all the other people that the studio would hire to be an actor. The women are the same way. Mm-hmm. There are like two versions of women. One look like beautiful dolls with perfectly round faces, right. and one look like adult women who probably have had sex in their lives. Those are the two. Yes. <laughs> those are the two types of women. Men mm, don't Men, even get yeah, that. Yeah, when I was watching uh, Dorian Gray with you, and I was trying to puzzle out her to have, feel as an actor because yep. you know, um, looking at that, it's like, well, he he was distinctive looking, right? Especially in that movie, but nobody else was his age either. Right. And I think that when you're looking at that film, these are the kinds of faces that were always mm-hmm. pushed by casting agents. Yeah. And again, as I said, if you were unusual looking, if you were very tall, yeah. if you were you could sort of make a mark for yourself. So at a distance, the the person that plays Renfield and the person that plays Jonathan Harker mm-hmm. look very much the same to me. Right. Um what they're doing when they're on screen in proximity to each other is very different, so that right. was why it was easy for me to tell the difference. But they could have been twin brothers playing those characters, and I've just been like, mm-hmm, the same people, same same person. Uh, it's, so I have, I still have trouble with that. Now, who's who stands alone here? Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi looks like Bella Lugosi, and nobody right. else. Um, there you go. That's <laughs> an example of. So Renfield, we see going. He wants to go. Uh, he needs to meet a, a carriage at midnight, which. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's a red flag. Uh, and he's in... Hung- well, they're speaking Hungarian, but... They're going into Transylvania, okay. which is part of Romania. Romania, okay. So he's headed out there. He's he's He needs to meet a carriage that's going to pick him up at midnight to take him up to Castle Dracula. And the carriage uh, driver that he uh, is has taken up this far and the hotelier, mm-hmm. the, um, the people at this way station are like, yeah, nah, that seems like a terrible idea. It's a, it's a bad holiday, evil omens. You don't want to go up there. Don't do it. And he's like, I said, Uber, take me to where I need to go. And she does go. People who love horror films. This is the archetype for right. all the cabin in the woods. did it. Right. You walk into the town, you walk into the the the, the, the inn and everyone gets quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> What's that person up to? And it's yeah. it's just very funny because yeah. watching this and really... the, the 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 interactions between him right. and everybody like they're throwing his um like he thinks he's going to take the carriage onward mm-hmm. and they're like throwing his luggage off and he's like no no, no put it back on and they're like mm. no. <laughs> but he does end up getting. Where he is going. Now, the the scene with the driver is actually really cool, too. And then, yeah, and then, so he gets up to Borgo mm-hmm. Pass, and he gets out uh, in a very tuck-and-roll grandma move. Right. Like, the carriage barely stops to let him out, and then he's just standing there, and he goes up to another carriage that's there, and he says, Dracula, and I'm like, who the fuck else? You're out here at midnight meeting a carriage. Mm-hmm. That's your carriage. Now, granted, I know it is important to understand that you are where you're supposed to be, but also let's be realistic about our situation here. So he does get in in the carriage. He gets in the back of this big ass carriage after handing his valet or valise, his bag, mm-hmm. and his suitcase 
to the coach driver, driver right. who is Dracula, everybody. Um, and you know it's Dracula because his eyes always glow, no matter well, we, what disguise. We saw him <laughs> right. earlier, so we know who he is. And um, he hands that up to the outside of the... And I'm like, why don't you take your shit on the inside of this giant carriage with you? But okay, idiot. And then at one point he pops the yeah, he pops himself his head out to look, and what does he see? He sees the rears of two galloping horses because he's really frightened. They're going up these very steep, narrow roads that are yeah. beautifully painted. I would They're say they're so pretty. I was like, "Ooh, those are paintings!" And also, it looks like he's in that painting, <laughs> right? And it's 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 an art that is mostly lost nowadays. But it's cool though. It is really the the, the stuff that was done, especially in black and white. It transferred really well. Um, he's going up this narrow mountain pass and he sees the horses pumping away and this bat suspended over them. Yes. And the bat... <laughs> Which is so funny. Right. The bat in this movie, the bats in this movie... Right. ...are the best bats. I love them. I would like them to have them as pets. <laughs> They're so good. Uh, when they get to the house, he gets out. There's nobody. There's nobody. And he goes in. His His stuff is gone. Because <laughs> they were left on the side of the road. Because why didn't you just take them into the carriage with you? Whatever. And he goes into the house. And, and it it's is a ruin, by the way. The part he comes into is Yes, ruin. he walks to the front door and it is cobwebs and mm. dust and nothing where you'd think this no, is where I'm supposed to be There's a spider web covering the entire staircase. It's gross. spider itself is like the size of a roller skate. Yes. <laughs> There's a big spider, lot of lot of spider webs, and then <gasps> Dracula appears. I bid you welcome. <laughs> and then he said, "Come on upstairs." And at this point, Renfield's like, "Ooh!" And I'm <laughs> like, "Well, what are your options here, bud? Like, you're here." <laughs> There's a funny bit of business where Lugosi goes, like, somehow gets through the cobweb without upsetting it. Yeah. And Renfield's like trying to poke it apart and yeah, find it. It's like, how do I get through this? Like, I don't do want do it, it on me. Right. Um, they do end up going up to where I guess Renfield's going to stay, mm-hmm. and it is nicer there. There's a big um, fireplace and a big bed, and like a like bay window door mm-hmm. thing that open out. It's right. very nice. And there's food there waiting for him, and um, and Dracula asks if. He has everything that uh, they just had discussed. And then we find out that Renfield has pr- procure, procure, procured, why can't I say that word? Procured the rental of Carfax Abbey for one Count Dracula and is um, securing them passage, mm. both Dracula and three boxes, <laughs> uh, back to London. Uh, and so Dracula signs the paperwork and then he offers him wine. And what does he say? What does he say? I never drink wine. Yes. <laughs> I love that. His, he's really good. And yes. I, I, uh, i mentioned this before that I really like the hammer film version of it, which I got you to watch recently, Yeah, yeah which yeah. just keeps everything also changes the story a lot, but keeps everything really moving. In the well, clip. this one does. And too. this one does too. This thing is eight, what? 85 minutes long. Yeah, Not even, like um, no, it's a hundred, it's 75 minutes yeah. long. It's 115. It's like an hour and 15 minutes. And it's like, it feels like cliff's notes. It's right. like, Hey, remember that part of Dracula? Here it is. 
Remember that other part of Dracula? Here it is now. And remember this other part? Here it is. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I, I, was, I hadn't seen it in such a long time, and but I had seen so many of the the other films in the series when I was a kid. I'd seen, you know, everything. Bela Lugosi played vampires for a part of his career, and then he came back to play Dracula in, like, Abbott and Costello meet. Oh, I love that, though. Yeah, though. but he was very funny in that. I, he seems... I don't know anything about Bela Lugosi. Mm-hmm. I like his vibe in this movie. Right. I mean, I'm supposed to like his vibe. He is a monster, but he is a seductive monster. Right. That's the whole deal with Dracula, right? Like like a vampire you want to bite you. Right. Especially if you're a lady. It just reminds me of Blue Velvet. He's so smooth. He's fucking smooth. <laughs> like you're watching yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow, he is There's smooth. The fact that... So this is... Uh, once all of the paperwork is executed, this mm-hmm. is when... Uh, Dracula effectively puts Renfield under his thrall. Right. Now, he's already been working for him, so mm. I don't know why this is fully necessary. But, <laughs> right. um, we see the close-up on Dracula, and his eyes are lit, and mm-hmm. everything else is sort of dark. And then they do this um, effect, which I've got to assume led to Bela Lugosi losing his vision later <laughs> in life, which I can only presume was was affected by Shining a bright ass light directly into his eyes as he stands there with his eyes wide open, and it does make it look like the whites of his eyes are glowing. But damn, that had to be so difficult for him to deal with. So good for him, and I'm sorry that he had to go through that. But yay, I like the effect, and um. So he's like, I'm going to go now. And Renfield's like, I'm going to go to sleep. And then the doors open. And then we hear, oh, oh, the wolves. And what do they say? Children of the night. What music they make. What music they make. <laughs> and there's, children... a, there's a lot of great writing in this. <laughs> yes. The music that they make uh, comes from his ladies. Right. So he's got three ladies who can... so. In here's, this the, yeah, lore, here's the thing. Like, was it, he planning to take nobody with him? Or I, it's, I'm confused. His two favorites? <laughs> maybe. Well, he probably had to leave one to, you know, watch the castle. I, I don't know. It's not like anybody's doing any housekeeping up in no, this bitch. No, not at but, all. Um, the, 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 it's his three, it's his three it, wives, his brides, right? His brides, brides, brides dragon, who are, who make this one appearance. Uh-huh. They're not, they're... We hear tell that they might be mm-hmm. in London, but they might not be in London. Right. Uh, we only and we know that there are wolves. So in this lore, vampires. Mm-hmm. What 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 is it about them? What is true? Like they have to sleep in their native soil. Right. They can not have sunlight. They do not like sunlight. They no. turn into bats and wolves at mm-hmm. will. Yes. Uh, they have hypnoti- hypno- they hypnotize people and bend them they, to their will. You can't see them in a mirror. Right. I think that's it. Those are yeah. the very, And they will suck your blood. <laughs> like, that's, and that's, that's Bram Stoker, when he wrote the novel, kind of crystallized a bunch of Eastern European stories yeah. about vampires of different kinds. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the lore that we have taken for yeah. it. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula did walk around in daylight. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. um, but 
But yeah, this one went, oh, no, no, it's a creature of the night. He's a creature of the night, yes. Mm. What music they make. Uh, so he has been a little bit transfixed. The ladies come, they're wolves. We hear them, and then there are ladies in, they're very pale, and they're wearing white gowns. And then a bat comes, I can only presume that that's Dracula, to chase them away. Right. But at this point, through the thrall of the ladies or the thrall of Dracula, it's unclear. Renfield is now totally mad and at Dracula's behest. Yeah, he faints when yeah. he sees the bat and he sees the woman at the door and then he sees he like runs out to the the through the doors and uh, the bay doors, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And uh, and then he sees the bat and then he just like collapses. Like, nope, that's it. Nope. And I'm just like. Why did he hit the ground? Like, I didn't right. see what happened. We don't, it's unclear. But from here on out, he is um, affected with a bloodlust. He wants from Dracula the gift that he wants mm-hmm. and yearns for and presumably has been prime, promised somehow through right. hypnosis or whatever, is that he will have not human, he would not, he would not um, presume to be of that level of importance, mm-hmm. but he wants small blood right like he wants rodents maybe foxes that level of rabbits rabbits right um, especially waskly rabbits i think that's later he's eating flies which in in terms of blood right. nutrition he's working seems... his way up the evolutionary ladder because uh there's a, there's an attendant Do flies even have blood i, I don't as think so. such in in their body the attendant Tells him, you know, about eating flies. And he goes, why would I want flies when I can have nice, juicy spiders? And so that's like the step up for him. I, I can't, to which we say, ew. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just gross. So he um, does, though, uh, sort of usher them back to England on a ship. Doesn't go well for that ship. No. Um, and here it's uh, the... What is the name of the ship? Because I was that was like the first the Vesta. And yes, it is the Vesta, that's and right. it was the Demeter, I think, in the book. And in the book, that is my favorite part mm. because it's really scary. There's a journal written by the captain who's like, "So and so disappeared today," and I'm going to try to keep the ship going. Disappear on a ship, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing, and it keeps yeah, going that's... and it keeps going. And he's like, "Well, I've seen something the, the hold, and it has." glowing eyes and it keeps snarling at me but I can't go in the hold so I shut the hold up and then in the end he lashes himself to the which actually happens in this film you see the silhouette of the man lashed he, he's to, lashed to the, the, the uh, steering wheel steering wheel <laughs> I don't know it's not a steering wheel what am I, saying? I mean it steers and it's it a wheel right. I think it's a steering wheel it's fine the helm right like that's oh my god <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up what the actual term is for that thing the big yeah. wooden spoke uh, or thing of spokes um the when the ship uh, arrives in LA we see them open the hold door and Renfield is at the bottom of the stairs and he is looking crazed and he does get to go to the sanitarium yay sanitariums and Renfield's the only living person the helm I was right. You are right. That's what I said. I know. That is the word that I use. You use that word. I heard you. <laughs> and then we are going to the theater. And that's a good shot, too, by the way, when they're investigating the Vespa. Oh, yes. Vespa. The Vesta. Vesta. 
the Vesta and they see the silhouette of the captain tied to the ship, they can't do the... Obviously, they couldn't do things like his throat's been ripped out, right. ultimately, no. but his corpse There's guided no the way. no blood in this Dracula right. film. Strangely enough. <laughs> and the scene where they go into the hold and they find Renfield just sort of glaring back up at them and blinking, yes. ah, ha, 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 that yeah. laugh. Yeah. Which is strangely enough very much like the laugh that um, Voldemort does. Voldemort yes. does. He does yeah. that similar laugh like, aha. I don't know what this is, but I'm... This is not right. This is not laughing, it. right? Yeah. So we um, then... So Dr. Seward is the head of the sanatorium. Mm-hmm. He is at the theater mm-hmm. with his daughter... Mina, his daughter's fiance, John Harker, and their friend, I guess, Lucy. Yes, Lucy Weston, I think. Which is, yes, different from the book. And um, as they are at the theater one night, Dracula comes and visits them in their box, introduces him as the new neighbor. Carfax Abbey is adjacent to the sanatorium that Dr. Stewart runs. Mm. And in this meeting, Lucy becomes infatuated with Count Dracula. Well, like we said, he's freaking smooth, that guy. He is. And um, Lucy then gets uh, set upon in the evening by Dracula, and he does drink her bloods. Now, and mind you, I like the way that they do it, because, again, we, we're not going to see blood necessarily in this film. So he does the business with covering them both up with his cape. With his cape. <laughs> so he and then she has a, a bunch of blood transfusions the next day, but it is not enough to save her. Because after such a long journey, Dracula did apparently need to mm-hmm. murder somebody. So after he'd killed the he entire to... crew of the Vesta. Um, we see some... Uh, scenes of once again Renfield being obsessed with capturing. First of all, he's he's getting out all the time. Nobody knows where this dude this is. is. He's, he leaves most and comes. Security it's so bad. <laughs> right. He he comes and goes as he pleases, but he always comes back. He's looking for flies. He's looking for spiders, but um, there's like the aren't fly. the flies good enough? And um, and then we are introduced to Doctor Van Helsing. With the craziest glasses and hair combination. He's so... He looks like um, a caricature. And we see him with a vial of Renfield's blood. He does something to it. Science, science, science. And and declares... Yes, it glows at the end of it. I mean, this and is... And declares, really... there's a vampire in London. <laughs> his <laughs> his supposition... Right, go ahead. I want to hear your take on this, because this is amazing It's it's it, The A to Z of it is a pretty amazing. So, something in Renfield's blood has tipped him into believing, because there there is no... There's no indication during this film at all that he has been studying vampires and has proven their existence elsewhere and this, that, and the other. This is his first, quote-unquote, proof Mm -hmm. of vampires. And with that, he will now say definitively that he knows everything there is to know about a species and life form that we have literally just... It should be 
the biggest news in the Science world. Science yes, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh no, there's another the kind thing. of human. About, <laughs> right? About, about the, yeah, and that's always been weird in the story. It's like, the news doesn't, you, right. AP don't want to pick this up? Like, right. what the fuck is but going I, on? But the thing is, it's, it was almost like, you're watching him turn the water into wine or something. It's this weird kind of miraculous. It mm-hmm. dips this into this. And then it, it's really it, just it, some sort of iridescence right. um, thing like, in the... Ah, a vampire. A vampire. No, no. Nosferatu. They keep using this word. They say, He says a vampire, and then somebody right. said a nose for a nose for And a they say that in the, the carriage, everyone uses the, the word. And this is after the film Nosferatu, the silent film, had been made. Yeah. And it was obviously, almost beat for beat at times, taken from the novel Dracula. Oh, interesting. So Bram Stoker's widow sued, and the film was taken out of circulation. Oh, interesting. So they had the word to themselves for a while, which is That's really interesting. So yeah, so Van Helsing starts spouting his wisdom about vampires, Mm -hmm. all of which is correct. Right. And none of which is um, (laughs) peer-reviewed or has any... Prior, right? He's relying entirely on folklore. That's yes. That's that's what it is. So um, he's like, "There's a vampire about, but they still don't know who it is." And uh, that afternoon, Renfield uh, starts begging the doctor to send him away. This is was my confusion. So Renfield wants to basically be shipped upstate because I think he thinks. Well, he is a beacon mm-hmm. to Dracula right. and his wives if his wives are there. And so his presence is dangerous to Mina. Specific, Mina specifically. Mm. Anyone in the house, presumably, that Dracula would take an interest right. to, generally. And I... I don't know if Renfield had a prior relationship with Mina. It seems like they might have. Or did he just like sort of fall in love with her when he saw her the first time? And when was that? Why would this man ever have laid eyes on the daughter of the man that runs the asylum that he is in? The the difference here comes from the book. In the book, Mina has, uh, or Lucy rather, I think, Lucy Westerner has three um, suitors, and that was something that Francis Ford Coppola's film kept intact. Okay. There's a number of men, and Quincy was one of them. So Renfield was... Ren- Renfield was not a part of that relationship, oh, okay. but in uh, when they changed Jonathan Harker and Renfield in the beginning of the film, that leaves this weird sort of, well, what's the relationship between those two? Right. And I think it's supposed to be that he either cares for, very much for Dr. Quincy or he is infatuated with her da- his daughter, um, or he knows the danger to them, and he wants to, like, some part of him wants to help. Yeah, that's the thing. I just, I can't mm. figure, like, how far gone is he? Is he only gone sometimes? Like, when Dracula is asleep, uh-huh. does he get his own faculties back to some extent? This is an interesting Other question. Other than the bloodlust? Because mm. I don't understand... He seems very fixated on, I don't want to hurt Mina, and if I stay here, I'm going to hurt Mina, right. Mina's going to get hurt. And then later, when Mina gets hurt, he feels f- terrible about right. it. Like, and I don't, under I have trouble parsing his uh, conscious, mm. conscience, right. like what 
what's driving him and what his personal wants and needs are versus the wants and needs of whatever Dracula is doing to him. It's just, I just, I, I couldn't understand it. And, and they spend 75 minutes. They spend a fair amount of time on this particular thing with right. him trying to get out and I'm going to cause her Renfield damage. This forward version of the story I've seen. Yeah. And he's an interesting character, yeah, but it's yeah. not fleshed out in a way that makes me understand what I'm right. looking at. Yeah. And especially because I've seen other, you know, Peter, Mc, was it Peter McNichol yeah. um, as Renfield. Oh, was he? In, I don't even think I've seen the whole movie, but in Dracula Dead and Loving It, mm-hmm. he plays Renfield. And it's a, you know, obviously a satire, right? It's a comic take on the thing because it's Leslie Nielsen as Dracula. Right. Um, but his Renfield is particularly interesting. To me. I really like Peter McNichol. I'm sure as a human being, he's probably I'm sure trash, he's which a nice bummer. person. I, I mean, you can't just assume. I know. I know, I know I've that heard he's... that he's not. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was disappointed to find out about... Basically everybody. Uh, basically everybody. And I was just like, oh, but there's still good old Kirk Douglas. What? And I'm like, no, Kirk. Shame Harry on you, Kirk. Fukunawa is the mm-hmm. latest one, and I just... And Fred I, Savage. Just, and Yes. God. Yeah. Anyways. So it's a, it's a, just, that's a weird piece of it that I, I don't, I was like, as, as much as I'm like, yeah, let's get through this in 75 minutes, I need a why, I need a what's going on with him. Even if it's like a single line right. of like him being tormented, like fighting with himself in a way that I can see or something. I don't know. Yeah, it, it just, it doesn't. You're not really aware of what he's doing. You don't know what he's, I don't know. I felt the film was so truncated that his motivations left out. Yeah. And so he wants to leave because he's afraid that he's going to get Mina hurt. And Dracula doesn't. He doesn't like that. And he tries to kind of shut him up. Mm-hmm. And then Dracula does uh, go to Mina. He Renfield was right to be worried because Dracula does go to Mina in her room. And he does bite. And she does not feel well. She's wearing a scarf the next day and she is scared. But she doesn't know why she is scared, but she is scared. And everybody's like, it's probably not a big deal. But she's like, I would like everybody to listen to my actual concerns. Please do not write me off just because I am a woman. And they're like, yeah, but you're just a woman, though. <laughs> and then, but then that's not entirely true because Ben Housing does come. We see that she has a, a bite, or is it later? Well, that's when Ben Helsing pulls the scarf away from her. Is she that... doesn't. She, the Mina Harker that was both in the book and in other versions of the film, tends to be a lot more kind of badass. This Mina Harker right. didn't even need to be in this movie. Well, well I think <laughs> that the, that was my disappointment with the film is that she's very much a product of the 1930s. Yeah. And she's sort of. Everyone is bossing her around. She. I like the actress. Her face mm-hmm. has like a very moon shape, like um, not like round, right. like like face on, but like f- her her silhouette, her her chin and her brow are quite um, protrude quite a bit, mm-hmm. and so she's got this like Mac the knife <laughs> <laughs> silhouette. 
Um, and she's a blonde lady, which I, um, I don't know why I don't picture Mina as a blonde, but, uh, she, yeah, she's, she's not very <laughs> All right. interesting to me, except as a reason for Jonathan Harker to get mad, which is a crappy reason to have a woman. Yeah, in, in the book and in Coppola's film, you also have the scene at the end where, freed from Dracula's influence, when the men, the three, her three saviors and Van Helsing are being pursued by uh, the gypsies. Yeah. Forgive the slur. Uh, the Romani who are part of the, uh, uh, you know, are protecting him. Uh, she actually just picks up a rifle and starts shooting them. See, yeah, that's what I would have liked to see. That was. I, I want some right. spunk, I want some oof. Yeah. I didn't get that from the And that now. was the problem, because even the Hammer Dracula that I showed you, the Mina there, despite the fact that she doesn't do something quite like that, she also is very much, she knows what she wants. And in that case, she really wants Christopher Lee. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, and in this case, yeah, we'll get to it here just in just a minute. Sure. But, um, so Dracula comes to visit, you know, just to pay a social call one evening. And that is when... Van Helsing looks into this little, like, music box type thing, and it's got a mirror top, mm-hmm. and we see that Dracula does not have any reflection whatsoever, yes. and it's very cool. And then we're like, <gasps> and Van Helsing is, like, looking at it, and then he, like, shows Harker. Mm-hmm. And then he, in the ballsiest move I've ever seen, he right. just goes, hey, Dracula, what do you think about this? And he just shows it. It's right in his face. <laughs> when Dracula knocks the thing to the ground and breaks, just like slaps breaks it from his him, hand. slaps it out of his hand, and I'm like, "You are lucky this man did not rip out your throat right. because today this man would have ripped out your fucking throat." But he was like, "My apologies, Van Helsing will tell you why I did this, but I don't like mirrors, deuces, and then he's out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Van Helsing's like, "He's a vampire. He's the vampire." <laughs> Funny. We figured out. I think that moment was just like smack. <laughs> like, whoa, okay. Meanwhile, we hear a tell of a lady in white who is luring children. It turns out that that lady in white is not the brides of Dracula, but Lucy. Mm-hmm. But it also might be maybe a bride. Some we don't. There's not enough attention the paid to that. I think that's another thing no, that seems to be grazed really, over. Oh, but then uh, Lucy or like uh, Mina's like, I recognize that it's Lucy, and she does try and stop her, but she can't mm-hmm. stop her because she's a straight-up vampire now, right. and she does turn into a wolf. They're not in London. I don't know where they are. They're out in a in a Shur or a, right. you know, uh, sure. a, a Suffolk Shur or what? I don't, I don't know. And uh, when, uh, when Jonathan realizes that Dracula is the aggressor of his lady and a vampire, he's like, I need to take her to London and we need to get out of here and that's I'm gonna protect her by taking her to London. And Helsing is like, Nope. She and Stewart is also like, Yeah, I'm gonna listen to the doctor because he's gonna make my baby bait and I'm totally fine with it. So they bring just a grip of Wolfsbane up into this right. house. Um and we know Renfield does not right care for Wolfsbane. Care for Wolfsbane. Um, but we don't know how Dracula is going to care about it. But 
he says he covers her in it and he covers her bed in it and he covers all of the entrances in it. But y'all, it doesn't matter. Because Dracula gets through those defenses anyway. Well, because <sighs> it suffocates her or she feels suffocated by it and she, like runs in every version of this, the, uh, runs out. Right. <sighs> Heaving bosoms. <sighs> <sighs> Out of the garden, at which point she is nommed on again by Dracula because oh <laughs> she can't, she doesn't learn. And also, her dad was totally fine with her staying here as bait, which is deeply fucked up. Uh, we get another Renfield escaped uh, montage of Dr. Seward going, you better know where Renfield is. And the people at the hospital like, uh, there are we don't. <laughs> two characters in here, Nurse Briggs and Martin. Yes. That are here purely for some sort of comic relief. Yeah, da, da, yeah, da, da, da. <laughs> it's really exactly. Very weird. And, it's, and I'm oh. like fired. You're both <laughs> right. getting fired. This is like a generation Your whole after job Bobville, is to watch right? the uh, lunatics in the asylum and make sure that they stay right. in the and asylum. <laughs> and they are terrible. I feel it. bad because. Poor Martin is the only guy that we see here. Yeah, and, those are the only two people, and right. who knows how big this this asylum actually is. And it's he just wild. he he's always losing Renfield, and uh, and there's all these sort of jokey things that he does with him, and he calls him a loony to his face, and all these other things. Realizing, of course, that Renfield probably could strangle him, but good lord, that. The, uh, yeah, and I then um, get that. I yeah, don't get comic came. relief in old movies. I, I I don't. And then he like tells Dracula or tells them what Dracula promised him to give them sort of more idea because now he, I think he knows that Mina's in danger and it's his fault, so he has mad guilt. Um, and then and then Dracula goes back to the Seward's house. So it's not Mina Harker in this. It's Mina Seward because she's not married. Mm-hmm. And talks with Van Helsing. And he basically, he's like, Van Helsing, you're too smart for your own good. Go back to where you came from and leave me be. Uh, and Van Helsing's like, how dare you? <laughs> and uh, he says that Mina belongs to him now. Um, and Van Helsing's like, I'm going to find your body while you sleep. And I'm right. going to stab you in the chest. Just Van Helsing, just giving away all of his plans. Yeah. And I'm like, are you saying this stuff out loud to him to see how he responds to it? Because you're not sure if it'll work. Do you, do you have a death that's wish? What it, do you he, want this undead gentleman? He's to... also like totally not careful. Yeah, right. well, I was like, you're not going to show him that mirror right now. Right. Here, here's a mirror, by the way. I, 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 you're, you're really not good at keeping your knowledge on the DL. And um, Dracula tries to hypnotize Van Helsing, and it is... So I play a game called Arkham Horror, Mm -hmm. the living card game. And it is... uh, there There are different treacheries every round, and one of those treacheries involves a test of will. Mm -hmm. It'll say test, and then there's a little parentheses, and it'll show a face. It's like a silhouette of a head. Of three. And if you succeed, then you can go on with the game. If you fail, then you take damage right. or take or whatever it is. And this was a live action will test. He's just staring at Van Helsing. 
and he does the he does a, the way that he summons him is yeah he has very interesting body language body language it is it is as you pointed out I mean it's it, I'm sure it worked very well on the stage too but it seems weirdly unearthly he, yes he like he reaches towards him mm-hmm. in an overhand motion right and like like tenses his fingers at him right. but overhand which is not usual no and, and, <laughs> and I was looking at that wondering good lord I remember hearing um the characters playing Professor X and Magneto in X-Men yes who uh, McAvoy a Stewart uh-huh and how he mentioned all these other people are training and all I have to do is like touch my forehead touch with my two forehead, fingers. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, why the hell didn't you do this, you know, with your yeah, hand? He the, yeah, he does this overhand spider-like motion. Yeah. And we see Hel- Van Helsing take a step, but then fight and right. step back and take a step and fight and step back. And then at the end of whatever allotted time, uh, Dracula's like, your will is strong. And then he bounces. He just... Well, he's going to get him. Right? He's going to, like, end it himself. And then Van Helsing pulls out the crucifix. Oh, that's right. And then he he covers his face. Very dramatically. Covers his face. Covers his face. And this goes away. Uh, Then Jonathan Harker visits uh, Mina Alva Terrace, a Mm -hmm. place she should not be because there's not Wolfsbane out there. And she talks about how much she loves nights and fogs. And then a big bat same big bat from before. It's just a big rubber bat, and it's awesome. <laughs> it comes and it's <laughs> it's so floppy, and I love it. And then it flies at him, and it squeaks to Mina, and she talks to it back, which is disconcerting. That is probably like a, that's yeah. a very creepy part. And then she attacks Harker, but then Van Helsing and her dad come and save him. They won't save her, but they will save him. And then Mina's like, I. Uh, we're done. We cannot be together because I have been compromised by Dracula. Does that mean that they had sex? And I liked it. And I liked it. (laughs) That's kind of what the, the, uh, the part of the story that, or the part that we don't get in this kind of cleaned up, yes, she, she enjoyed it. She liked it. And then Dracula hypnotizes uh, one of the servants to go ahead and open that window and go ahead and get rid of that wolfsbane. Thanks, Kay, thanks. And then Van Helsing and Harker, Jonathan Harker, see Renfield heading for Carfax Abbey, and then they see Dracula with Mina in the Abbey. They chase them, and they find... But then the son... We hear screaming, and then we run, 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 and then Mm. we... Then there's no, they're gone. They poofed. But he, uh, Van Helsing opens one of the two coffins on the ground. Right. And inside, well, he opens one of them, and then he closes it, and then he opens the other one, and that's the one where Dracula right. is. And it's so weird, because he, like, he opens it, and then he very carefully closes it. And then he's like, he's in here. And, um... And now I have to stake him through the heart. And to do that, I am going to rip off the lid of this same coffin that I just put down so gently and rip it apart with my hands so loudly. And I'm just like, then why did you close it so carefully just one moment ago? So he's making his own um, 
Steak. Steaks. And then meanwhile, Jonathan is looking around because he says, go see if there's any anybody else here. Or something that we can, you know, he was also looking for he a He also is like, right? yes, he needs a mallet or something to, because he just, yeah. Steak. Help me murderate him. And so he goes and, and looks around and finds Mina, who's like, <gasps> just all in white. She's like, he was going to kill me, but then the sun came up. And he had to go to bed. <laughs> so then Van Helsing is, yeah, breaking apart that stake. And he impales Dracula through the heart, killing him. And then Mina returns to normal. But is she ruined still? Probably. I don't know. How forgiving is John? Well, How forgiving is he? Joseph in the Bible forgiving. Right. That's, that's very forgiving. <laughs> uh, and then that's the end. I mean, it and, and then they go up, and then it's like they go up the stairs, and that is the end. Like, right. that's it. And, and, oh, but, and Ben Helsing's like, leave me. I have more work to do. And I'm like, the fuck else do you have to do? I'm like, what else is in that? What's in that other right. coffin? I presume that he's, maybe it's Lucy? It, it could be. It could be. And, and that's, like I said, when you, this version, there's like there's questions right there's at the end of it you're going but wait what about what what happened to, what happened what, to, I still I'm not quite sure oh Dracula believes that Redfield has betrayed him because oh right so Redfield he, has betrayed him like he believes that because it's, it's true true yes. and he does kill Redfield so Redfield gets got um, and Lucy gets got but those are the only people and Dracula gets got that's it those are the people who die. I presume that yeah, it was. I I guess maybe they just didn't want to show us Lucy's. Yeah, that could be because form. You don't want to see that he's killing a woman, right? Because when we the the hammer film that comes years later, they yeah. very graphically you remember put the thing in her chest, yeah, hammered, yeah, and it disperts blood. Yeah, and, which of course they're not going to do in this, right? It's they've been so careful with blood in this version. I don't think they would necessarily want you to see that. Yeah, there's moments when the restraint works against it my i think okay let's start with thrilling or not thrilling i think it was thrilling i think it was thrilling too here's the best part of the movie mm-hmm. dracula yeah now they called it dracula bella lugosi is fantastic mm-hmm. all of the things that he says is fantastic the way that he looks is fantastic his face is so good for this because his mouth is really an interesting color and they've darkened it. Mm. So you're constantly looking at his mouth like, where's the danger? It's right there. It's right there. What's not good? Literally everybody else? Um, Ren- Ren Helsing is Renfield fun. is pretty good. Renfield is good, but once again, what are your motivations? Yeah, I, what is going on given, with you? Given the, the character that Dwight Fry had to, I mean, the amount of ground Dwight Fry had to cover in sure. this part. It's like you have to go from being just <laughs> that yeah. thing to being almost rational at times. But I needed more information right. on when you or, were rational and when you weren't. Like, I almost right. wish they were like, oh, you know, at night he is yeah. bug fuck nuts. Right. But during the day, he comes back to himself. Like, that makes a little That's bit of sense, That's an interesting right? choice of expression. But yeah, well, uh, it seemed fitting for right. who I was talking about. Because then it's like, well, he's in a thrall, right. and Dracula can only keep him in the thrall when Dracula is up and about and awake. That makes a bit of sense. I have made that up entirely on my own, because the movie does not help me understand when he is 
more like him, his old self than when he is right. lusting after a fat, juicy spider. It's not clear to me. Uh, uh, the women yeah. in this are... You could have switched both of them. I wouldn't have known the difference. I think. Lucy is, you know, she's in one scene and she's smitten and is mocked by Mina for being smitten. Mm-hmm. And Mina is a pawn right. to everyone. In different games, she's playing a pawn to, in different games, but all she is is a pawn. The in this. Lucy in the novel, I mean, the Mina in the novel, mm. is so strong willed that Bram Stoker thinks it's a compliment to say she's a beautiful woman with the brain of a man or something along those lines. Got you. Yeah. Um, but she... 1862. <laughs> when was it? 1867. 97. Oh, it's even later. That's not better. Um, but, yeah. yeah the, so this, this, she was Lucy so strong and Mina were... Mm, that when Alan Moore... Wrote the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. She's one of them. She's the leader. Yeah, and she's this very kind of and her uh, as much. Pro- I have problems with some of the stuff that he Alan Moore did. Well, he is a problematic dude. right, but yeah. I liked her his version of Mino, who is this very determined woman who has no super abilities. Not like the no, but she's not going to be caught out. No, she understands what's out there and she's going to be prepared. And for she it. wears perpetually wears all black and a long red scarf to cover. The fact that when she'd been bitten, the mark stays there and it's not. Right. But. Yeah. She's a badass. And but so, this, this one was disappointing. No, no, she's like wet tissue here. And, like, and, and Seward and Harker are not particularly better. Van Helsing is probably the next good character. But he's mm. also, I just am like, I just love the idea of. A fanatic on a subject getting a modicum of proof that what he thinks might be right. And then it's like, well, then everything I've ever thought on the subject is absolutely 100% true. And I'm like, this is dangerous. I I, um, I just expected him to get his hair all big and go, because birds are dumb and not that important. Like, what? And Edward Van Sloan was an actor who did a lot of these Universal movies. He was in Frankenstein. He was in The Mummy. He was, mm. like, in the whole horror mm-hmm. cycle. Um, but, yeah, it's he's not the worst person to play Van Helsing. No, <laughs> I, I like the portrayal of Van Helsing. Yeah. I just think that the writing of Van Helsing is very funny because he just goes from zero to 150 so with just one vial of blood. He's like, right. everything I've thought is proved correct. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> How is that? That's not mm, okay. But Bela Lugosi's so good. Very good Dracula. He is really good. And I really. I know you love a Christopher Lee no, Dracula. No, no, I do. But and I love a Bela Lugosi Dracula too. What I like about Christopher Lee's Dracula, because they both have their own qualities. As they should. They're different. Christopher men. Lee can do suave as well. I will say Bela Lugosi, not the sexiest. Right. He's. Um. Magnetic, right? For sure. Um, I think Christopher Lee's height works to his advantage, especially for me as a tall. Scary, yeah. He just picks up uh, Mina at the end of the the, the film. Yeah, he just like picks her up picks her like up, yeah. a rag doll. And, and he's what six six five. Six, six, five? Mm-hmm. So Bella Lugosi does not strike me as a tall. Right. Bella Lugosi seems like he's about my height, maybe five ten, five eleven. Uh, maybe. I um, I, I don't, but um. Mm-hmm. 
So he doesn't have that going right. for him. But I do think he was very charming. Mm-hmm. I think he is a striking looking person. Right. Um, not the beauty that a young Christopher Lee has, right. right? Like he had a beauty in him that became a distinguish. Bella Lugosi just has like a interesting face. Bella Lugosi, what I can say is his strength is that he really does he both he and Lee share this kind of presence of command. Yeah. Thing like when they're telling you to do something, it's like I guess I should do that. I should probably right. do that. It sounds right. like like he seems to know because what he's he says so, right? It's like you know I should do what he says, yeah. And he's helped a lot by Carl Frunz's cinematography, mm-hmm. who is the guy who came up with the trick for the eyes. And, for the eyes, which is, like I said, amazing, but must have been miserable. It must for have been because Boris Karloff talked about when he did a similar trick for the mummy, how, like, no, I don't ever want to do that again. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah, because I could just picture the brightest light you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And then him forcing his eyes open. And like having that. to have his eyes open. And I don't know if they were using a mechanical means for that, if there was some tape or something. Mm-hmm. Because his eyes were... He didn't really... Right. That was the other thing. You don't see him blink, really, yeah. in this. He blinks for effect, I think. More than anything like, else. to turn away yeah. or whatever. But in his hypnotized one, we're doing the yeah. close-ups of his eyes, which we do fairly often. Yeah. They're open wide. I, I like the fact that he he's able to blend in and socialize and do things that you wouldn't see Christopher Lee's Dracula doing. Yeah. Because Lee's Dracula where where he has the dis, where he has the disadvantages at, at his height and at his he's going to scare the hell out of everyone. Yes. Um and that's the issue with in his film, he's Gary, he's genuinely the first time that you see him go from being this sort of urbane, normal-looking person to coming into the room. Full-on Dracula, right. It's like, Jesus. I remember hearing how uh, uh, Peter Jackson, when he was directing Lord of the Rings, Uh he uh, is directing a scene where Christopher Lee is supposed to look into the camera and he's threatening Ian McKellen. Uh And he says, uh, he goes, uh, it's not enough. He wants to get it a little bit bigger. So he tells Lee, he goes, uh, could you just go a little bit bigger? You're a wizard. You don't have to hold back. You know, you can you can just go as big as you want to. It's like, okay. Next take. <laughs> Here's a tip. Right. Unless, don't ask for what right. you don't want. Apparently, they literally, he and the camera crew took a step back uh-huh. when he lurched into the camera because it's like, oh shit, <laughs> that's... He's six foot five. Right. And even at 60 some years oh, old, which he must have been 70 some years old. Close to 90 at that point. At that point? Yeah. That late? I well, don't... I, I think so. He was in his 80s. 80s, maybe. Yeah. And uh, it was just like this thing where, oh God, that's, yeah. that's scary. That's scary. But... Um, I hope that's the take they used. Yeah. I think so. Uh, the, uh, because here's what now you don't do, Peter Jackson. Okay, but like a little less. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> don't keep messing with them. I think you got That's what you the wanted. take, right. or you're just <laughs> right. not going to put this in the movie. Those are your options. But yeah, he lurched in the camera with the kind of the snarling, the, 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 sort of like the Dracula thing. So that, yeah, I just yeah. know, took a step back from my viewfinder, and the rest of the crew were looking at me like, what did you do? <laughs> Don't do that again. But yeah, that's the, I think. Yeah, the, why'd you piss off Christopher? <laughs> I think the advantage do that, that they're both very different performances, but they're 
both, I can just, yeah, I can really appreciate Lugosi's uh, performance this time around. And the other thing is, apparently, Christopher Lee himself was a huge fan. Oh, yeah? He got to work with Boris Karloff at one point. Mm -hmm. He got to work with uh, John Carradine in another film they did. He got to work with Vincent Price, who they just became friends mm -hmm, right away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, there's some wonderful scenes of them. Oh, do they share a birthday or is it Cushing? They share a birthday. They share and a birthday. Peter Cushing is born the day before. I love that. Um, I just love And it's like right now, right? right? It's like right yeah. about, it was this it was, week. It was, no, it was last week. Last week. Right. Um, but uh, the he was always regretful that he didn't get to work with Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. And uh, the closest he got was meeting the wit the Bella Lugosi's widow on uh -huh. a film set and just like asking her every question in the world. Yeah. Until she's like, okay, thank you. It's very nice to you. You're a very large young man. Oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah. And I'm sure he's been peppered with things like that for Cushing and things, and, you know, people like that. Yeah. Um, he's so good. They're all so good. Yeah. Bella goes, he actually, he, he was, um, yeah, Edgar Van Sloan comes back to play Van Helsing again in Dracula's Daughter. Okay. Which was a sort of a sequel, but then again, it's hard to put these things in line because the 1930s films had a very kind of loose, they weren't connected as, as, as well as the films. Right, the, 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 the Universal Monster movies yeah. were of a piece without being of a piece. Right, exactly. They tried to do it again. <clears throat> they and failed. Tom Cruise <laughs> ruined it, apparently. Yeah, I saw an, oh, a throwback. Um, I think it might have been a Vanity Fair cover mm -hmm. of like "Welcome to the New Dark Universe" or something like that. Right. And it's like Del Toro and right. um, Russell Crowe and Sophia, whatever her name is, right. the 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 actual mummy in the mummy, and Tom Cruise and I can't remember who else. I think. Yeah. I wish that they had just built off of. The great 90s mummy movies. Which was really fun. They were really fun. And I feel like it's... I don't need a gritty reboot. Yeah. Make it entertaining. There was... And they attempted that at one point also, which is during the 90s they were going to bring them back and they did a really good Wolfman. Is that the... No. Uh, with... With... Uh, Benicio del Toro playing the Wolfman. It's the and, it was the yeah. same thing that they were gonna do for this set too. With uh, I think Joe Dante I saw was directing Wolf, not Wolfman. That right. has Jack Nicholson in it, and, and it's different. A, yeah, that's a good movie too. I think, but um, I only ever saw the last two thirds of it. I went to a triple feature, and that was the first movie, and we were oh, really? late. It was that. The Shadow? Oh, I liked The Shadow. And something else that came out right around that same time that right. was of that vibe. <coughs> it was a triple feature at Tan was it, it might have been. It, yeah, it right. may have been. It was something along, the, but I don't know when those came out. So, But it was like, it, mm -hmm. it was of a piece, right? But we were late for Wolf. so, And that was the one that I was like, you know, as a kid, I was in middle school or whatever. Right. So that was the least interesting. And it's interesting in retrospect because that's a Mike Nichols movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Let me just make sure that so I'm not talking at my head. 
And um, he, there's a lot of really... You could have paid me a million dollars to guess who fucking uh, did that movie and Mike Nichols would be the last... Nor Efron would be the last person I said, but Mike Nichols would be real close to the last person I said. Yeah, well... That's and, wild. And okay. It's, and it's, like I said, I, it, I was... 14 or whatever right. it didn't and if you were looking for a horror film that's not it although there are horrific moments in that yeah, movie yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, I think my favorite is when Jack Nicholson after he, not being aware of his transformation he goes he wakes up he's groggy he's like disheveled yeah. he's dirty and he coughs you know, up like Nicholson right <laughs> he coughs up in his sink and he winds up like, what like, is that? It's a human finger. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's that's a, so there's some great horror moments in that film. But uh, I feel like this coconut oil is... It's a timer. Yeah. See, it's becoming liquid. <laughs> it's too hot in here. But, um, so, um, yeah. okay. So that is Dracula, right? Right, that's, it's Dracula. That's where we're at. Dracula, 1931. Thrilling. Short. Yeah, if you and also if you've been assigned to read Dracula for school, this is an okay Cliff's Notes. Well, yeah, but I it, mean, you're going to be wrong about things, right. but you'll get basically the gist. <laughs> yes, it's the the Francis Ford Coppola version is the closest. It's also two hours longer than this, and it, but it also <laughs> tries to give Dracula motivation by making Mina the lost love of his life. Oh, I don't like that. And so I didn't a, realize that there's a flashback in the beginning with. Mina being and like just a doppelganger for well, yes for okay. his loss Elisabetta I think um, are we supposed to believe that she's like Bathory um, is that why they called her that oh I don't know that's interesting I didn't even think of I that I mean I would think that right. it was going to be a, a she, nod to Elizabeth Bathory if that's what the name that they gave this made up <laughs> love of Dracula is yeah. the idea is that he's fighting against the Turks and that's what the actual... Because they based it on the My actual... My problem with the Francis Ford Coppola version right. is what's happening with Gary Oldman's uh, accent? What is he it's, doing? It's really interesting <laughs> listening to Lugosi's genuine Hungarian accent. I love it. And he wasn't even the first choice for the part because it was supposed to be... Interestingly enough, it was going to be... Lon Chaney, who we'll see later in Phantom of the Opera. Yes, 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 soon. Playing both Dracula and Von I've Helsing. I've never seen a Lon Chaney. I've only seen Lon Chaney Jr. He makes me cry. Right. But yeah, he was going to play both Van Helsing and Lon Chaney. Uh, and Lon Chaney. And Dracula. And Dracula. Both of the Both of the That parts. would have been really interesting. They really want a lot from Lon Chaney, man. Right. It's just... Well, let he, him live. He was amazing, and you'll see that when you see the Phantom of the well, Opera. Of course, I have no doubt. But but um, he uh, but they also he died. wanted to pay one person. <laughs> right. So he died two before Ooh, he could participate. Yeah, he in died it. in 1930. So the part was. I'm sorry. Did all of his makeup kill him? No, I don't think so. He wasn't even 50 when he died. I I think there was a lot of well, yeah I I, I, I physical strain. He has a we'll, very. We'll talk about yeah, him. In he has two a very weeks, interesting so. story. Um, okay, I and, will read up on him, and yeah, we will talk about him, particularly his relationship with the deaf community. Okay. Yeah, which is why he learned to pantomime. He was really amazing. Okay, let's. Yeah, we'll we'll talk but, about him, like I said, in two weeks. So so I right. I, I didn't I didn't mean to open a can of no, no 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 it's okay but the mm. thing is it was supposed to be and and apparently 
Lugosi was going through Los Angeles on tour with the stage play Dracula. And they offered him like $500 a week, some kind of tiny sum. Some sort of tiny, yeah. He was, I think, the lowest made paid member of the cast in terms of the stars. That's a shame. And and I will say, though, Dracula is probably the easiest on the body. Mm Mm-hmm. Of all of the universal, right. like he didn't have to. He he could wear a regular suit. He didn't have to do any. Yeah, because Boris Karloff's Frankenstein uh, effectively did hasten his demise. Right, and I would think that being covered in mm-hmm. wolf or mummy mm-hmm. is an unpleasant right. experience. <laughs> or um, uh, lagoon creature yeah. from the black lagoon. None of those seem like. Yeah. The, they did blind him with the light, so it wasn't all, you know, wine and roses, but, like, of all of them, this is probably the the lightest. All right, so next week, we're going to talk about Poltergeist, Poltergeist from 1982. Oh. Who was the director? We'll talk about it. Well, that's something it has in common with this film. Yeah. When Todd Browning directed the movie, and he had his directorial touches, directorial touches, like armadillos for no particular reason. Yeah, you know what isn't native to Romania? Armadilla. Armadillos. Or opossums. Opossums. And them in, some California ass. <laughs> in a really strange scene, a very large Jerusalem cricket. Ugh, yes. I crawling over a coffin. And I'm like, what the they hell is that itchy. for? I don't like it. Oh, God, no. I hate those things. Yes, they're scary. I don't know if they do any harm, but they're I don't really care. Creepy. They're so big. They're yeah. so big. So yes, next week we will have the same question: Who directed this? Who movie? directed this movie? Which we had for the thing. For the thing, as it's well. a theme yeah. now. It's a theme. It is the. Th- it's the second theme for the thrills. Thrills and their directorial <laughs> issues. Ambiguous directors. Ambiguous directors. They said it was so and so, but was it? Uh, and so that's from 1982. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it most anywhere. I don't know how we're going to watch it. I'll put it in the notes though. Until then, do you have anything that you would like to recommend? Um, I have been out this weekend, so I didn't get to see much. Have you listened to anything? I have. No, actually, I have. <laughs> I finished. No, I didn't. As a matter of fact, I haven't. You bet. Fuck all. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I didn't do anything this week. I did because last week we went to the movies, we did stuff. We yeah, did, and it's like I recommend going to if you're in the neighborhood, going to Petaluma and seeing this beautiful, beautiful. Okay, that's very ride, specific to anybody in Northern um, California. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> just take the trip. Uh, but you know, I uh, aside from that and catching up on Downton Abbey before it's taken you off are of Netflix. Watching. And Downton Abbey at a clip. <laughs> right. And I'm going to, I realize I only have until the 31st to do it. Because then it's going off of Netflix. That's tomorrow. You're doomed. You're well, not going to. Well, but I want to see if I It's going to go to Amazon Prime, I think. Yeah. I want to see if I can get to the point before Lady Sybil, before they begin mercilessly knocking off all the characters. All the characters. Gotcha. And, and anybody who knows the show knows that, that they just went on this run where I'm going, we're, we're not going to rest until every member of this family is dead. Um, in horrible ways. I'm like, no, okay, yeah, before they do that, I'm going to bail, but yeah, it was really fun catching up with all these characters. I hadn't realized how long it had been, it, it had gone on. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. how long we've been watching it. Yeah. And the, the funny bit is that there was a couple of shows I wanted to watch with you that we just didn't get around to. I because figured they're there eventually. Obi-Wan started this weekend. Yep. We'll and watch it eventually. Stranger Things started this Stranger weekend. Stranger Things started this weekend. And so it's like, okay, I'll probably... So instead we started Night Sky. Right. Season one. So... Or total, I don't know. There's eight episodes. I don't know if they're doing more. I don't know what the story is. We've seen one episode. But for the most part, I was like, oh, we'll watch one of those and I'll recommend one of them, I'm sure. And of course we didn't. We did so. not. We did not. So what's your recommendation? My recommendation is book series. Okay. It's a young adult uh, vampire series. Nosferatu. Uh, it's Nosferatu. It is by Tracy Wolf and it is called Crave. Uh, the first book is called Crave. That's the book I'm reading. I'm about two-thirds of the way through it. Mm-hmm. And um, you're a person who knows if you're going to read a young adult vampire s- situation. So that's who I'm talking to right now. Um it is not Twilight. It is not Twilight. The, the protagonist in this is a young lady with a brain in her head <laughs> and her wits about her. Is she just too beautiful? Is she isn't. No, okay. she's cute, but she's not beautiful. She, she doesn't dig the way that, like, she's like, I'm fine looking. I'm cute, but I'm not. Yes. I'm looking around at some of these people and they are model gorgeous and i am not that but vampires. she doesn't beat up on her, right. herself for it it's just the way, that's fine but she like has thoughts and feelings and control over herself and her surroundings mm-hmm. and she's smart and she like wants to go to the library and do research and she's interested in native languages and like she's got a personality <laughs> and if you've read twilight you know none of those are true about bella she's a girl she's so and <laughs> considering that she was written by a woman i know but she was written and she had... By a Mormon woman. <laughs> well, that's probably why there was so nat- there's such a Native American connection to the story, frankly. And the Mormons have a great deal of... Well, they have a lot of ideas about Native indigenous ideas people. Ideas about Ide- them. Yeah, yeah that's a way to put it. <laughs> right. So this um, book takes place at a boarding school for, it turns out, supernatural people mm-hmm. in the wilds of Alaska, which... Pro tip is where you would put a boarding school for um, uh, supernaturals. And so far, we know, I know, I, I'm slight spoiler, but not really. We know there's vampires. We know there's werewolves. There are dragons. Oh, I like dragons. And there are witches. There are other things, too. I have been spoiled un no. poquito, but I'm not going to go into it because I don't know the, the woods and wares because I haven't gotten to it yet. But those mm-hmm. are the... the the supernaturals we're aware of. Boarding school in Alaska, away from like all everything. Mm-hmm. Um, up near Denali, like away from everything. There is they do go to school in a castle, and one thing that this smart protagonist has not asked is why is there a full ass castle out here in Alaska? Why is there because... a Swiss chalet in in Sonoma? Well, so we there we... Why? Well, I know, but that's that's eventually going to come into it. Yeah, Look at so this. There's numbers and all the beams. Yeah, maybe they put it there will like a Lego be some piece. some yeah. Because she has not asked that in mm-hmm. my that would be my right. question is castles are not 
just mansions of former times. Castles are specifically fortresses. Right. They're built for defensive reasons. Why is this here? She hasn't asked that yet. But like I said, I'm only on well, I'm only like sixty percent away for the first book. But it's it's fun. It's funny. Like the the characters are funny. The it's yeah. I can't I wanna like this one, but I really like this one. He's I'm drawn to him. He's dangerous but not to me it's uh, you know it's the stuff it's, it's in a teen vampires thing but this girl seems a hundred thousand times more like a person mm. than like in twilight for right. instance so i'm really enjoying it they also yeah. have optioned it for a movie so um the the all the books start with c uh it's crave hold on i'll find them the crave series Crave, Crush, Covet, Court, and available May of next year, Cherish, which doesn't start with a C now. Uh, but those are the um, the books they've been out. Uh, they, they came out. Two of them came out in 2020. One in 2021 and one 2022. Um, and they're really they're fun. I'm enjoying them so far. Uh, and I recommend them to anybody who likes that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read Twilight a number of times because so, it's there. What is not the quality because I about like it that you like? What? That you enjoy Twilight? Oh, I don't. Well, I, mean, I like the story. Mm-hmm. I don't like the people in it. The first time I read it, I was like, well, I just have to see what it's about. And the writing is atrociously terrible. But there's something comforting about reading a romance series that you know what's going to happen. Right. Like, I don't have to worry about this because I know what's going to happen. Um, and they're very quick reads. So if I, especially if I can't, re- like if I, I'm having trouble focusing mm-hmm. and I want to be reading, right. I'll read a thing that I've read a dozen times before. Mm. Um, but I'm enjoying this way more than, than Twilight. And Bella can't do anything on her own Thor. Not Thorn, Swan. It's Bella yeah, Swan. It's Bella Thorne is an actress. Bella so sorry. Swan. Bella Swan is her name in the books. Oh, I didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, it's just there's nothing you could do for that, could you? She's a vacuous written character played by, frankly, one of the best actresses of her generation, and she's just yes, but was given nothing to nothing do. Nothing yeah. to do. That's stare meaningfully off that way. <laughs> That's why I'm curious to see the movie versions of these books because mm-hmm. this girl does like, like even when she wants to give in to whatever she wants to do with this dude or that dude mm-hmm. or whatever, she's like, that's dumb. It's dangerous and I'm not doing it. And she gets up and she leaves. And I'm like, hey, good for her. Look at you. She does keep almost dying. That is not well, an, an ideal occupational situation. hazard. Turns so, out. <laughs> just out of curiosity, how do you feel when they. Refer to witches as super. Are these temperamental witches? Are these bad witches or good witches? Right now, they're good. Like okay. she was supposed to be, she would have been a witch. What I hate is they refer to the male witches as warlocks, which is a thing I don't like, mm-hmm. um, because I know the history of that word. Mm-hmm. It means liar, <laughs> and right. it is offensive to a neo neo pagan community. Um, but. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind it. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. And it does seem like she's got like magic, like she can make tea okay. without making tea or like 
Apparently make your bed without making so your can bed. Ben like it's, he can make weird things happen. But that's it. the thing. Right. Like it's a, she's not. She can't fly or anything. Right. So I'm still. But like I said, I'm very early in the books where she just is learning that this is real. Okay. Um, like she, her her parents were killed, so she's gone to live with her uncle and cousin. Her uncle runs this boarding school, so oh, that is right, what has okay. happened. And so she's been there for four days or whatever, and all hell is breaking loose. And uh, so that's oh. Oh, now we got to figure out what her part is in it. Because pro tip on any young adult novel that may turn into a series, she's a chosen one for some reason. What is that reason? I don't know. I haven't finished reading it yet. So, but it's fun. Yeah, I like that. It's, and it's it quick, sounds... and it's like it's in like real short chapters, so mm. I can read in like two minute chunks intervals. But also, I spent two hours reading in bed this morning when I definitely should have been working. So, <laughs> um, okay, that brings us to the end. This was a whole half an hour longer than I thought it was going to oh, be. So the edit that I'm not excited about. Um, it's fine. So if you have questions or comments or concerns, you can email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at uh, latecomerspod, or you can find us on Facebook by searching Latecomers Podcast in the search bar. We're watching Poltergeist from '82 next week. Look out for that uh, great relationship between those parents. They're my favorite. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, And this amazing switch in tone that happens... In the film. Several times. Yeah, you're just like, wait, what? Wait, what? What? No, here's what, this is where we're at. So, I love this movie. I'm very excited to watch it. So, we, yeah. we're watching yeah. that next week. We'll see you then. Until then, I would like to remind you, please take your medicine. And we would like to remind you, better, better late, late than, than never. never.